Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for October 16th, 2011. Again, this is the 19 ways they are trying to kill us. Red level alert. Parts, huh. <laughs> I don't know. Four, five, six, seven, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what I'll get through today. But, um, or how far I'm going to get into this. This is an email that I received, and we're still on the vaccine subject, from a listener in the last, kind of a series of emails I've gotten the last uh, week or so. <clears throat> and it starts out by saying, Hello, Dr. Johnson. Just wanted to pass on some information I found over the weekend from my company. Now, I'm keeping everything anonymous here. His name, the company name, and all that. So just bear that in mind. <clears throat> we had just had our yearly conference, and we were told that now we will have to get a flu vaccine or we will be let go. I knew it was only a matter of time that we would be hit with this. Now that California says all healthcare workers have to have a flu shot to work, my company has now jumped on board. Now, remember what I said about the Gardasil? It's the exact same thing for the flu shot. You know, the, the, the very thing that you're getting injected into you many, many times will be the very thing that, that causes the very thing that's supposed to be protected. The live flu vaccine, live, you know, flu virus and these types of things um, being present in the vaccinations, which can actually cause it. Like I said, I, I'd had that patient before that had had it. And we discharged him, saw his month a few months later. She comes in. I asked him about her husband. She's like, oh, he died. I'm like, What? How? Well, he had the flu vaccine. He was dead the next day. I'm like, another success story for Big Pharma. Why wasn't that on the front page of the paper? Of the news press where I was from? Fort Myers. Why wasn't it on front page? Guaranteed you one thing, if it would have been a vitamin or an herb that did it, oh my, that wouldn't just be local. That would be worldwide news on that one. The demonization and, oh, we got to pull them all and, you know. Anyway, going further here. <clears throat> so, my company has now jumped on board. This really got my blood boiling, tell me, telling me I have to get a completely useless toxic shot to keep my job. There were about 100 people in the room, including management, and I just suddenly had the urge to say something. The Lord gave me the courage to speak up. Well, Amen. I asked when this policy was to take effect, and they said it was to take place immediately. And I, in other words, the policy meaning everyone's got to get a flu shot if you want to work at this medical place, medical company. And I told them I will not take the shot, and I said that everyone needs to go to the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, website, and see all the toxic ingredients in just this one shot alone. Hey, that's fair. Go to the CDC's own website. You know, see what they have to say. There was kind of a stunned silence in the whole place as everyone could not believe that I said what I just did after they told us that we would be fired if we did not get the vaccine. I flat out said I am not getting any vaccines and they cannot make me. So I am not sure if I still have a job or what is going to happen, but, it, but if it takes me losing my job for a few people to find out the truth about vaccines, then so be it. May learning the truth about vaccines will be will be the start of them seeing the truth about other issues, which is what I just talked about. I hope and pray that leads them to the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, even if just one person can be saved and come to know the Lord out of all of this, it's so worth me losing my job. That's an awesome attitude. I mean, that is an awesome, praise the Lord attitude. Just wanted to pass on the information and let people in the medical field know that mandatory vaccines are coming to a town near you. Okay, next next letter I received from him, next email. <clears throat> just wanted to share that the email I sent out to just about everyone in the company. So he, he had, I guess, some of a uh, company email list. He sent out an email to about everyone in the company. Not sure if I will have a job after this, but I have three kids and a wife who is a stay-at-home mom, so we need prayers for sure, but I know God will provide. I'm just going to give his initials ER, okay, and his family uh, to be praying for him, and uh, you know, his family, um, and his children, and, and you know, that, and, and for God to provide for them. Because he's totally doing the right thing. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no doubt. I mean, hopefully, just from the little excerpt, of, of just from part one of this teaching for today. Hopefully you can see that. Now, I've done 
on vaccinations, I cannot tell you how many teachings I've done, which would also confirm this, but you can just key in vaccinations in the search box on the homepage at contendingfortruth.com and, you know, get your boat loaded. Anyway, he, he, this is the email he sent out to everyone in the, in the company. He says, I'm not trying to cause trouble, but if you look at the facts and look at some of the ingredients, at the ingredients in a flu shot, there is no way I will ever get one. And to think someone could be fired for not taking a useless injection is just beyond me. I sent this email just to get a discussion going and what everyone, and I want everyone to rethink making this mandatory. Uh, hey, there's strength in numbers. And I mean, if it's just one person dissenting, well, that's, oh, okay, we'll fire him. But if it's a lot of people getting their eyes open, the problem is in today's day and age, there's so much satanic blindness. There's so many consciences that have been seared with a hot iron. There's so much apathy that it's very, very hard many times to get people, and there's so much fear of man, fear of losing my job, fear of my boss, fear of this and fear of that. Well, the fear of man bringeth a snare, the Bible says. It's the exact opposite of the fear of God. People, many times through the fear of man, will claim blindness or claim apathy. Deep down, they may not even be feeling. They may have seen it clearly. They may have, um, may, may not even be apathetic, but they're just afraid. So they just plead, I don't care, or ignorance. I think that's a, a, a way that, that could manifest. So, going further... Uh, <clears throat> I love my job, and I love and I love working for, and they list the name of the company, but I deleted it. But I should not get injected with a shot that has very well-documented toxic ingredients. Shouldn't we question a government that makes it mandatory to get an injection that is full of toxins? When will it stop? What will be forced upon us next from our government? Everyone should go to the CDC website and read the ingredients in all the other injections as well. I am not a doctor, but I can't. But I can't understand why anyone would think it's safe to inject all, the, inject all these toxins into your bloodstream. And he gives a whole bunch of websites here. Flu vaccine exposed. Uh, this is all from Dr. Mercola's site. And I give you the links here. Uh, prominent physician advises against flu shots. These are prominent MDs. Uh, uh, do flu shots work? Ask the vaccine manufacturer. I mean, these are just you know, what they're admitting to. Dr. Donald Miller, a cardiac surgeon and professor of surgery at the University of Washington, recommends avoiding the flu shot and taking vitamin D instead. According to Dr. Miller, 70% of doctors do not get a flu shot. What does that tell you? I mean, 70% of the most brainwashed of brainwashed, the MDs, they don't even get a flu shot. That's pretty bad. But they want you to get it because they're your doctor and they know best and they've got the magic white coats and the magic prescription pad. I'm not indicting all doctors. I'm saying for the most part. it's Okay, anyway. Health officials say that every winter 36,000 people will die from it. But the National Vital Statistics reports compiled by the CDC shows that only 1,138 deaths a year occur from influenza alone. More than 34,000 of the supposed 36,000 flu deaths are actually mnemonic and cardiovascular deaths. They're not from the flu, in other words. Just like I said before about the the cancer, the cervical cancer. 4,200 deaths, which is 0.74% of all cancer deaths, and none of those occur below the age of 20, and that's the very very, um, time that these girls are being targeted, there's zero deaths occurring. And they're foisting this fraud scam on people thinking, oh, I won't get cervical cancer now. And I can have basically unprotected sex as well on the Gardasil end. I mean, what a scam of epic proportions. Goebbels, Hitler's propaganda minister, chief propaganda minister, would have been just, he would have loved that one. Because he basically said the bigger the lie that you tell, the more likely the masses will believe you. I mean, you talk about a gigantic lie. I don't think anybody's brought that out, what I said about the cervical cancer's own statistics yet. About there being a 0% chance of you dying, and that's what they admit to? Under the age of 20 of cervical cancer? I mean, wow, this is, this is very similar. This statistic here. 
1,138 deaths a year occur to influenza alone in the United States. You have to understand, of those deaths, the vast majority of them were already immunocompromised. They already, they were, they had one foot in the grave and one foot on a banana peel, and it was just the one thing that pushed them over the edge, getting the flu. If it wouldn't have been that, it would have been something else, in other words. But no, 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 we have to have this, this national worldwide panic. We're all going to die unless we get the shot. It's, it's funny, it's almost ironic that they pick, like Gardasil, 0% chance of dying of cervical cancer under the age of 20 for cervical cancer. And, they, and, they, and they, they pick that, of all things. I would think there would have been a lot of other things they could have picked to create a real panic about, maybe, that were really killing a lot of people. But they picked the most worst things they can pick and then twist and spin it into lies and create this panic. It's almost like Satan, who's behind all this, is just seeing how gullible are the, are the masses. Now, if you've had these shots, listen, I'm not coming down on you. I'm not saying this because I think you're dumb or whatever. I'm just saying people aren't informed. People aren't educated. They're being destroyed for lack of knowledge, which is what Hosea 4.6 talks about. They haven't been educated. They've, they've just been, we cannot believe what they're telling us. They are working for Satan, essentially. The New World Order boys who control the media, who control the papers and the magazines and the propaganda and the political system and, and virtually all the systems around us. They're the ones putting this news out. You cannot trust them. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah 17, 5. Well, I, I refer to that a lot of times as maybe a Christian putting their, foot, their faith or trust in a ministry or a man at the head of a ministry or sometimes a woman at the head of a ministry. Okay? But that can apply to other things. That can apply to putting your trust in the government. Putting your trust in your MD. Their foundational education has been corrupted. So when, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11 verse 3. If somebody's trained in a way and that educational process has been corrupted, then whatever they end up telling you will end up being corrupted in some way, shape, or form. You cannot vaccinate or drug your body into good health. It cannot be done. All vaccines, all drugs have side effects. And all of them are potentially lethal if you take enough of them. Just try taking a bottle of aspirin. I'm not telling you to do that. It's a common way people try to kill themselves. Well, that's, that's a mild drug in comparison. Almost all drugs, you take the whole bottle and kill you. They're controlled poisons. You cannot drug yourself, your body into good health. It's impossible. So, going further, uh, <clears throat> there's also a lack of evidence that young children benefit from flu shots. In fact, a systemic review of 51 studies involves 260,000 children aged 6 to 23 months, found no evidence that the flu vaccine is any more effective than a placebo. Placebo being like a sugar pill. But there is also a risk of harm from the flu vaccine itself. And that's a huge one, and I've documented that in many studies. Particularly from the mercury, aluminum, and formaldehyde it contains. Uh, here's more documentation, and there's all these links you can click on. You don't believe this. So click on the links. See what the MDs say. See what they admit to. See what the studies show. A recent study published in October issue of Archives of Pediatric and Adolescent Medicine found that vaccinating young children against the flu had no impact on flu-related hospitalizations or doctor visits during the two recent flu seasons. Another large-scale systemic review of 51 studies published in the Cochrane Database of Systemic Reviews in 2006 found no evidence that the flu vaccine is any more effective for children under two than a placebo. Additionally, and this is what they're, this is what the medical profession is admitting to. Additionally, no studies have conclusively proven that flu shots prevent flu-related deaths among elderly, even though it is one of the key groups to which they're published. Actually, it's one of the greatest ways to kill them. That's been well known. 
People that, that you know, flu season rolls around in a retirement home, and all the, the elderly start getting, well, that's a good way to, to free up beds. I, I know, I've been shown that many, many a time. First hand, people emailing me, uh, seeing reports online. One of the greatest ways you want to you take out the elderly, you want to thin out the, uh, the retirement home population. Well, flu shot season rolls around, you're going to have a lot, you're going to have a lot of open beds in there. Because there's going to be people dropping like crazy, dying from the flu shots. They're already weak, they're already in a retirement home. They're, they're, they're immunocompromised. And that flu shot's the one thing, you know, that puts them over the edge. It's well known. Even if the flu vaccine did work, you should know that it's simply an educated guessing game as to whether or not it's this year's vaccine will protect against the strains in your area. And they don't work, but it's still a total stab-in-the-dark guessing game. You see, because the flu virus mutates so rapidly, the vaccine must be updated every year to include the new and most common strains. Yet sometimes scientists are way off. As the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention states, in some years when the vaccine and circulating strains were not well matched, no vaccine effectiveness can be demonstrated in some studies, even in healthy adults. That's what the CDC admits to. What you can be sure of when you get the flu shot is that you will, will be injected with a laundry list of hazardous ingredients, which are included as additives to the vaccines themselves. Flu shot additives are well-known toxins. Uh, two-thirds of the vaccines made for 2008-2009 flu season contain a full dose of thimerosal, which is 49% mercury by weight, according to Dr. Miller. Mercury is a neurotoxin with a toxicity level of 1,000 times that of lead. It's the last thing on the planet you need to be injecting into your body or putting in your teeth in the form of mercury amalgam fillings, which leach mercury into your body every day. It's like a slow, controlled dose. Um, Each flu shot contains 25 micrograms of mercury which amounts to a mercury content of 50,000 parts per billion, which is 250 times more than the Environmental Protection Agency's safety limit. It's so bad that if you drop one of these, technically, and this has happened, they they are supposed to call um, like hazmat teams. If you drop a, a mercury thermometer, you're supposed to call a hazmat team. There's enough mercury in the flu shots, and I've documented this in recent teachings, I can't say which one, but there's enough mercury in each shot that you should call a hazmat team, governmental hazmat team, to dispose of this toxic waste. Yet it's okay to inject it straight into your bloodstream. And they'll do the same thing, they'll inject little babies with this unbelievably high amount of mercury. And in proportion to their little bodies, I believe according to their statistics, they would have to weigh about 450 pounds to supposedly be able to safely. So there's not a lot of 450 pound babies roaming around that I've seen lately. I don't know about you, maybe I'm crazy. But there's kind of a lack of 400, unless maybe we got a Nephilim breeding program going on underground, which probably is happening somewhere. Anyway, that's a whole other subject. But yeah, that's just, and that's just one vaccine. What about cumulative dose? Because this stuff adds and builds up. See, that's why, like I said, they don't just inject you with one mega vaccine with everything in it, because that, with intentions to kill you, not at this point at least, they give you a series of like 24, 29, whatever the, the count is up to now. They keep wanting to add to it. Vaccinations, that way they can soft kill you over time more and more and more. And you can get your nice cursed vaccinations. Probably each one comes with a nice big fat demon to boot because they are wicked and they are evil. And anytime you have something to culture off an aborted baby, you cannot tell me there can't be a spiritual component or a demonic component to that vaccine. How could that? That's why they do it. They're trying to get you demon infested as well as put all these poisons in you. It's a win-win situation for Satan. I'm trying to get you to view this as a spiritual battle. Remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
Ephesians 6, I think, verse 12. That's where our true battle is. This is a spiritual battle. If everybody's blinded to this, though, and they just go like mindless drones by the millions and go get their vaccinations, well, this is just going to... This is just going to proceed unchecked. But if there's enough prayer going up about this issue, and enough pleading for justice, the ordinances of justice, and true righteous judgment, these wicked companies need to be judged. They are defiling the little ones. And they're defiling humanity in general. But they're defiling the little ones, body, soul, and spirit, with these vaccines. Jesus Christ said it were better that a man have a millstone hung about his neck and he be thrown into the midst of the sea than you offend one of these little ones that believeth on me. This, to me, is beyond offending a little one. This is defiling them. This is a whole lot different, to a certain extent, than what a pedophile does to a child. He's defiling them, mostly spiritual that way. Possibly if he's imparting a disease to them. But this, these vaccines are defiling them body, soul, and spirit. You have a vaccine cultured off an aborted baby. You can't tell me that's not defiling them spiritually in some level. Can't be, can't be helping, that's for sure. So, each flu vaccine, which contains 25 micrograms of mercury, is 250 times more than the Environmental Protection Agency's safety limit then why on God's green earth is this happening? Because they're ignoring it. All these wonderful government organizations put in place to protect us, ignore it. If it fulfills Satan's agenda, they ignore it. It's as though it doesn't exist. It's absolute, total insanity. Satanic insanity. And he goes on to say, and that's not all. Dr. Miller points out in the other substances in the flu shots, all of which are known to be harmful to health, especially for children. Formaldehyde, a known cancer-causing agent, is used to inactivate the virus. Yeah, I don't think that works very well. Formaldehyde, embalming fluid, what we talked about last week. It's embalming fluid. Aluminum, added to promote antibody resistance, supposedly, is a neurotoxin that may play a role in Alzheimer's disease. Yes, it does. Builds up in the brain lays across the synaptic clefts of the brain and basically short-circuits you. You're, you're, and it contributes mightily to Alzheimer's and does a lot of other bad stuff, too. Another thing that's in it, Triton X 100, which is a detergent. So that way your, your bloodstream is nice and scrubbed from this nice detergent. You should have detergents injected in you, shouldn't you? I mean, I, I usually, I mean, what I like to do is I kind of go down to the basement and I get the, uh, although I don't use commercial detergents, but I have a little bottle of Tide, you know, and I pull it into a needle and I inject it right into myself. I mean, I like, I like the mainline Tide. I mean, that's what you're doing, isn't it? You're basically injecting a detergent into you. Obviously, I'm just kidding, but, you know, sounds ludicrous, but that's what's happening. Polysorbate 80. Carbolic acid. Ethylene glycol. Well, isn't that the main ingredient in antifreeze? Yes, it is. Yes, and it will kill you if you drink it. Has a sweet taste. That's why they had to start putting things in antifreeze so people weren't trying to kill themselves with it. What was happening is, and this happened a lot, I hate to say it, women who were trying to knock off their husbands, usually that's how this happened. Now, I'm not saying men haven't done it to women, but I've seen more cases of women doing it to their husband. They would take they would take antifreeze, and they would put it in like sweet tea, or lemonade, or whatever, slowly give it to the old hubby. They wanted to knock off. They probably had a big life insurance policy on them. I mean, at least their heart was in the right place, right? I mean, come on. And uh, they'd, they'd end up dying this horrific death. It's a horrific way to die, through antifreeze poisoning. And um, they had what they started doing is they started putting things in the antifreeze that makes it totally unpalatable because people were using this as a way to kill people because it had a sweet taste. Isn't that sick? That's true. Anyway, um, 
There's also various antibiotics such as neomycin, streptomycin, and gentamicin that can cause allergic reactions, gelatins in it. I mean, this is not stuff that should be injected straight into the bloodstream. So, he goes on to end by saying, why expose yourself or your child to these toxins to take a flu shot that doesn't even work, especially when there is such a better option? And he was talking about the vitamin, the vitamin D, you know, the whole... Now, I only recommend the what they call food state vitamin D. Vitamin D, you go and get at Walgreens or most health food stores, is not vitamin D. It's a component of vitamin D that's been synthetically manufactured in mass by essentially chemical companies. B vitamins, you know, all this garbage, Centrum Silver, Geritol, most vitamins are loaded with synthetic vitamins. I only recommend food state, meaning vitamins that are derived literally from a food that are not manufactured in a synthetic way. Vitamins are complexes. They're not just one thing, like they say, vitamin C is ascorbic acid. That's total lies and garbage. It is not. The ascorbic acid is the outer portion of the vitamin C complex molecule that acts as the antioxidant component for the rest of the things inside it. Like copper, and there are things called P factors, J factors, K factors. There's things, there's complexes that all need to be present in order for it to truly be called vitamin C, vitamin D, whatever. And there are companies now that are catching on to this and they're making whole food vitamins, uh, food state vitamins. Uh, I like innate response formulas. I like right foods. Those are sister companies. There's also a lot of good things like, um, oh, they're selling like a, a lot, a, a now a lot of the green foods where they're combining a lot of the, the superfoods together. Those are good. Uh, try to get organic if you can. Those are like the best. That's the way God put it here. And the, and, the, and the way the Lord would grow things, we just don't need to depart from that. We can't improve upon that in a laboratory setting. And play God and say, well, I can make it more potent. You know, I can make... No, you can't. You cannot outdo God. That's why this whole GMO garbage started. Playing God. Well, we can make it... We, we can genetically modify Because God didn't do it right. No, he did it right. He did it right the first time. But they want to play God. And they've been doing that with vitamins for years. But the FDA comes along and says, well, we believe ascorbic acid's vitamin C. No, it's not. It is not vitamin C. Anyway, I, um, I've got a whole article. If you email me on that, I'll send it to you. It's called Synthetic versus Natural. Um, what kind of vitamin products are you taking? And you can, I believe there's a contact thing on the continuefortruth.com. You can hit contact and email me. I'll send it to you. Uh, but, yeah, those, that's what I would go with. They've got a really good one, a vitamin D uh, innate response formula. It's uh, the D1000 and the D2000. And that's the one I, I prescribe to my patients and uh, <clears throat> the one I use. I give Taylor. And uh, they've even got a little one. They're mini tabs for kids. That's like 400 international units. Now remember, when you take a food state vitamin, you don't have to take as much of it to get a really good effect. They'll say, well, you need 10,000 grams or 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C per day, if you, if you feel like you're fighting off something. Or what they'll say is, they'll, 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 and about vitamin C in particular, they'll say, um, you need to take it to intestinal tolerance. What does that mean? That means you take so much where you start having diarrhea. The body knows inherently that ascorbic acid by itself is actually a poison. And you take enough of that stuff and your body creates diarrhea. What's diarrhea? It's a way to eliminate toxins at a very quick rate. The quickest rate is just vomiting. The body knows if it's being poisoned. Intestinal tolerance is a nice way of saying diarrhea. Okay? The supplements I'm recommending will not cause that. And you don't have to take near as much of it anyway because you're getting the whole shebang in one pill. You're getting the whole enchilada. Sorry about that. Anyway, um... Yeah, those are the ones I recommend. They've got one, Right Foods has one called C500. Best vitamin C I've ever taken. Ever. Awesome stuff. You, you want to get this stuff now. Because as you're going to see in this 19 ways they're trying to kill us, one of the big things they're trying to do is to take 
all the vitamin supplements off the market where you can only go through an MD to get a tiny little dosage of a, of a synthetic version. Okay? Um, they're trying to take away anything that we could use to promote our own health so we can think clear, so that our immune systems are higher, so that we can, you know, be more for Jesus Christ is what, you, what it really boils down to. I mean, if you feel like garbage... I don't care how on fire for God you are. If you feel physically like garbage, you're only as strong as the weakest link in your chain. Now, I'm not saying God can't intervene, but if you feel like garbage, it's kind of tough to really be all you can be for the Lord, isn't it? So, I really like that C500 from Right Foods. It's good, 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 good stuff. And um, the D, D1000 and D2000 and the D400 mini tabs from innate response formulas... That's awesome. The colloidal silver, that mild silver protein that, that um, I've recommended for years. Uh, the 5,000 part per million, excellent, excellent stuff. But see, what colloidal silver does, the mild silver protein, is it actually will create like a secondary immune system in the body. Meaning, it's going to work regardless of your vitamin C status or your vitamin D status or any of that stuff. But I don't ever want to say, okay, you just need the silver. Because if your immune system's, like, totally gone to pot, and you're just relying on the silver, that's not exactly ideal. I would rather you build up your primary immune system first, and then have the silver, and maybe do it periodically. You know, maintenance dosage is 10 to 15 drops a day, if you want to take, or even every other day, held under the tongue. A bottle of that stuff at... 10 drops a day is going to be, oof, my word, two, 300 day supply or something, I don't know, of the 5,000. But if you're supplementing it with the, with the C, see, the thing about vitamin C that's so important is that you can't manufacture it in the body. You can't do it. You can't store it. I mean, you can store it to a certain extent temporarily in the adrenal glands, but you can't manufacture it. That's why if you get under a lot of stress, Okay, which most people are. Most people have totally burned out adrenals. They drink coffee like crazy. The reason they're drinking coffee or they're smoking or they're taking whatever, energy pills, whatever they're doing, the reason they're doing that is they're instinctively trying to stimulate their adrenals. Well, the more you stimulate your adrenals, particularly through caffeine or smoking and things of this nature, the more you're depleting your vitamin C stores and also B vitamins. It depletes B vitamins. And... Then what happens is your immune system goes way down and you're very vulnerable to get sick. So a lot of times what will happen is people get sick, where it's kind of like God's way of forcing you to rest. But if you don't put the vitamin C back and you're doing the caffeine, all you're doing is depleting yourself and it's like whipping a tire horse. It's like having a bank account with nothing in it to draw from. That's what it is. It's like you got your vitamin C. Of course, you can't manufacture it. In the body, but animals can manufacture it. Isn't that funny? They can actually manufacture vitamin C. Now, this is a big reason why you would see, I've, I've seen these accounts where they would say, well, how did Eskimos get vitamin C during the winter? I mean, it's not like they can go out and go pick berries or citrus fruits up in the Arctic. What they would do, very fascinating, what they would do is when they would go on a hunt, and let's say they're hunting a caribou, the first thing they would do when they did the, when they killed the caribou, and I don't know if they went through any Indian rituals, but they would go straight to the kidneys, and on the top of the kidneys is the adrenal glands. They would uh, take off the adrenal glands on the top of the kidneys, and they would slice that up, and they would divvy that up to the other. Eskimos and probably save it for people back at the camp or whatever. And they would eat that. Guess what? That's where the animals store their vitamin C. It's in the adrenal glands. They can manufacture it and they can store it. That was a way that Eskimos actually got, or, or Indians of the Arctic regions, actually were able to get vitamin C during the winter. It's very important. Cool stuff, isn't it? Anyway little trivia there, but it it's, relates to this. It it's, relates to this very much. My website for the mild silver protein is doctor, and then the dash symbol, johnson.com.
dr-dash.com. And um, I also have those products that I listed that I, I don't know, for our, our lack of a better term, sell people, you know, if they want to get those through me or whether they want to go up on the internet and find it. Um, anyway, let's go further here. Um, I really got off track there, sorry. Oh, how are we doing on time here? Okay. Okay, so, now, the next email I got from him. I just wanted to share with you the emails going back and forth. Now, he, so, he tells me this information, he goes to this meeting, he stands up in front of everyone, tells me he's not going to get the flu shot, they ought to all go up to the CDC website and see what's in this. The company's telling him well, you're going to lose your job if you don't take the flu shot. Then what he does is he sends out this mass email to all the people in the company. Hey, they had a right to know. The company don't like him doing it. But you know what? These people that he sent that email to, they have a right to know. It's, it's, I mean, what they're doing is wicked. It's satanic. They're imposing their will on their employees. These employees have a right to know what is being injected into their bodies. I don't think he did anything wrong. The company don't like it. I don't really care. I don't think he did anything wrong by doing that. Okay, anyway, just wanted to share with you the emails going back and forth at work regarding the flu vaccine. I am not concerned about you sharing these emails as I know my time with this company is about to be done. I really feel this will be a great testimony and I want to start a ministry as well. Maybe this will be his springboard to that. You know, I mean, that's kind of how it happened with me. Uh, you know, I was working for an evil, I wasn't doing anything evil, but the company was all about the money. I was the head doctor at this clinic, I was working with MDs and neurosurgeons, you name it. I was the main doctor there that did most of the prescribing. I was the one that referred to the neurosurgeon or the MD or whatever. My position was like a cornerstone position. I'm not bragging, but I was that position in this particular company as the chiropractor. And um, they were wicked. And I flat told them. I'm like, I'm not doing this stuff. You, you told me to do this, and here's why I'm going to legally tell you I'm not going to do it. And here's why I'm, I'm ethically going to tell you I'm not going to do it. And here's why I'm going to tell you you're stupid to have all your doctors doing this because you're putting yourself at risk from a liability standpoint. I went through all the reasons. I mean, the owner of the company had like 30 or 40 clinics. He, I was the only chiropractor that... He wanted an adjustment from. He liked the way I adjusted. I went to school with the guy. Never, uh, he was actually a quarter behind me. Turning into this big mogul. Has more clinics down in Florida now than any other doctor there. But he's all about the money. He's totally been given over, given over to greed. Didn't start out that way really, but he really became that way. He got around some bad people that were he hired, and I believe that he just totally got corrupted. And... It accumulated into all this, and, and they basically came in one day, and they said, well, we're going to have to let you go. You're terminated. And I'm like, why? And he says, well, Florida's a right-to-work state. We don't have to tell you a reason. There was no reason. I was just giving them too much of a hard time. I was pointing out too much obvious stuff to them. One of the best things that ever happened to me. And then around not too long after that, the church that I was at, the 501c3 corporation I was at, I did a teaching on uh, Xmas. <laughs> and the... Choir uh, director didn't like it, and the pastor let him do a sermon that night to pistol whip me and rebuke me from the pulpit. Now, this was a guy that was totally mentally unstable, should have never been in the ministry. His wife was in and out of mental institutions. They were both on multiple, multiple meds for uh, psychotic mental issues, both of them. And here's this guy getting up there in front of everybody and uh, rebuking me from the pulpit about how I shouldn't have done a teaching going against Xmas Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. I stood up right then and let him have it right in front of everybody. Of all people, these people had come to me for counseling. I had done, I mean, I just wasted so much time trying to help them. Biblical issues, you name it. Nutritional issues, all for naught. Turn around, stab me right in the back. You know, I've, I've gotten used to that. I'm not saying I've gotten jaded, but I've gotten used to it to a certain extent. And that was, you know, I walked out of that church. That was it for me in the 501c3 experience. You know, I'd been in one, I can't tell you how many I'd been in. 
But those two things were the springboard to this ministry. So I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for it. A lot of times God will use things that seem like maybe negative or adversity or whatever, and he'll use it for his glory. He'll use it to put you in a situation where maybe you were convicted about a certain thing for a long time, but you never really acted on it. So he'll make it to a point where you have to act on it. You'll have to. You'll have no choice. One way or another, you're going to have to make a decision. And that, those two examples were that for me. And I, I praise the Lord it all happened. So anyway, he's, I said all that because he said, um, I feel this will be a great testimony. I really want to start a ministry as well. I believe God is allowing all this to unfold to test my faith and to have a real testimony. I am done with the medical field and all its lies. I know my family and I might go through some hard times and we will struggle to pay bills, but that is not important next to sharing the truth of Jesus. You have been a mentor for me and seeing that you take a leap of faith and walking away from the medical field has been a real inspiration to me. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> like I said, I, think, I really think God put me in a position where, you know, I probably should have done it sooner, you know, but, and again, he's being put in a position now and I think a lot of us, are going to increasingly, as wickedness abounds, now remember, where, where wickedness does abound, grace all the more can, can abound as well, but as wickedness abounds in the world, true born-again Christians are going to be put more and more and more into these positions. It's just going to be something we should expect. It's not something that should come as a surprise. Uh, it almost reminds me of that verse, Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate. Saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Come out from among them, my children, that ye be not partakers of her plagues. There's are verses that kind of pop into my head. But anyway, um, I pray God use you in a mighty way. Thank you, and God bless. And then I got a letter, and I kind of condensed it a little bit. But then he sent me the letter from the company to him. And this is after he sent out that mass mailer. Okay. Emailer. Uh, ER, which I was what I'm calling him. Um, I appreciate the concerns you have over receiving a flu shot. Obviously, you feel quite strongly about the issue as demonstrated by your October 8th, 2011 email. Um, and then they go on to say, you shouldn't have done it. You know, you went out of chain of command, this type of stuff. You know what? These people deserve to know the truth. They do. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't want. I, I I don't want to step on your toes, Mister Big Brother employer guy, because um, we want to keep everybody in the dark, and we want them to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because it's it's not it's not in your chain of command. No, what it is is you you don't want people knowing the truth about this. You don't want there being a lot of dissent in the company. You want to you want to make sure we're all good little sheep and Nazis and go exactly the way that you want us to go. And in order to do that, you want to keep us in the dark as much as possible. Because if we really had the facts on this stuff, none of us would touch any of these vaccines with a 10-foot pole. That's the reality. They go on to say flu shots for contracted vendors have become a customer requirement with certain facilities in the U United States. Now, please understand something. They don't address one point that this dear brother in Christ brings up. Not one point. They're, they're cowards. They don't address one thing about the toxicity issue or all the horrific ingredients or the mercury issue. Nothing. Or the fact that they don't work and these are all medical studies. They don't address any of that. They ignore it, which is typical. All they care about is the bottom line. About what they have to abide by. No matter how evil or unrighteous it may be. Flu shots, this is them speaking, this company. Flu shots for contracted vendors have become a customer requirement with certain facilities in the United States. If, and it's the name of their company, is under contract with one of these customers, we are obligated to follow their requirements. So if they tell you all to inject cyanide into your bloodstream in order to continue to ha maintain your contact. But where does it end? Where does it end? We have to be good little Nazis and do whatever they tell us to do so that we don't lose them as a customer.
It's garbage. Is what they're saying. You know. Then it go, they go on to say, we do not make, encourage, or discourage these obligations. I mean, how spineless. We're just like spineless bowls of jelly. We just do whatever we're told, and then we impose our will on our employers. And if they don't like it, they can leave. I'm, I'm giving you my interpretation of their letter. Uh, when they occur, we need, I mean, other these obligations, when they occur, we need to follow them to maintain compliance with the requirements of the customer. So, in other words, the customer, if they want to impose their satanic will on you, we have to capitulate and do whatever they say and not question them in order to maintain the cash flow. Now, if what they're saying is reasonable, I don't have a problem with compliance. Yes, the customer, you know, should be satisfied. But when they're requiring something evil and satanic and unreasonable... And unnecessary? No! We don't want you as a customer then. We could care less. Well, that's, if I were in the company, that's what I'd be doing. Well, I probably, probably couldn't do business with anybody though. But anyway, um, so we need to follow them to remain compliant with the requirements of the customer as we do with any other credentialing requirement. These requirements can be numerous can come in many forms, and the recent flu shot requirement is simply another of the many customer requests for which we must adhere. No, you don't. You don't have to. You know, if you were doing the right thing, you know, but no, it doesn't matter. It's just about the bottom line. It's about satisfying the customer, no matter what he requests of us. What about when they tell you to take the microchip to maintain employment with us? You know? What about that? That's coming, eventually. I mean, granted, I'm talking, you know, Mark of the Beast stuff here, but maybe there'll be, maybe before the Mark of the Beast actually comes, maybe the, I, I guarantee you there's been a lot of posturing I've seen from companies that work in the medical field, putting pressure on their employees to, you know, yield and do whatever we tell you to do. And if there's not enough pushback, they'll just keep pushing harder. Keep imposing their will on people. Specifically in Florida, there are facilities that require the flu shot as part of the credentialing, as part of the credential package to gain access to provide our services. Accordingly, you will need to get a flu shot in order to perform your duties as a, I'm not going to tell you exactly what he does, but a, a blank technologist in those contracted facilities. You may not agree with this trend in the delivery of medical services. However, our business model is to provide services on the premise of our on the on the premises of our customer. That's their response. Notice they did not address one point that he brought up. Nothing, because they can't. They can't refute anything he gave them, and he just gave them a little bit of what he could have done, just for for simplicity's sake. He gave them some of the high points. No, we don't care about any of that. We don't care how evil it is. We don't care how toxic it is. We don't care how useless it is. All that matters is the customer. All that matters is the money, is what they're saying. The love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money. Not money, but the love of money. So, here's his response. Uh, He says, I want to apologize for the mass email that went out against the company policy, but on the other hand, I see it as an evil that needs to be exposed and the truth that needs to be heard. Amen. I agree. This email is only to, he gives the name of the guy, and yourself, and I will not send you any other emails like this after this one. But it is my duty as a believer in the one true God who came to earth in the form of Jesus Christ and died and rose from the dead for you and I and everyone to expose my fellow colleagues to truth. <laughs> yeah, I'm liking this. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, have you really researched the vaccines and the people who push mass vaccination? Just take Bill Gates, for, ex- for example. He has been quoted that we need to reduce the world, reduce world population of the world, and that vaccines can help to do this. Now he said this. I, I said talked about this thing last week at the last. It's called TED conference, T E D, and here's the quote from Bill Gates. And you can go up and research this. You can hear him say it out of his own mouth. He says it rather quickly and quickly, 
you know, it kind of goes on real quick. You know, he probably realizes he probably shouldn't have maybe said that, but he says, quote, the world today has 6.8 billion people. This is, this is Bill Gates, one of the main, main funders of the New World Order of the uh, global vaccination program, one of the main servants of Satan worldwide, okay? Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's heading up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, and reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%, end of quote. Sure. The medical profession is one of the main, 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 main tools to lower the population. Absolutely. I've, I've, that's what I've, I've taught. Just look at last week's teaching as well. I mean, so, the three main ways he's talking about lowering population is the first one, new vaccines. Because they do, they, they do lower world population. They sterilize people. They cause premature deaths. They cause sickness, agony, you name it. The healthcare profession in general, well, they, they shouldn't call it healthcare. They should call it disease propagation. Not healthcare, disease propagation system. Because the medical profession, there's no cures for anything, if you notice. Well, yeah, you could take an antibiotic. Yeah, but the antibiotic kills all your healthy flora in your body. And that's responsible for a large part of your immune system. And the antibiotics also create super strains in the body from the mutated viruses that, this, that the antibiotics didn't kill. And then it comes back with a vengeance. And then you also have a whole bunch of candida and yeast in your system. Because you've killed all the healthy flora that battled the yeast and candida in your intestinal tract. So I don't believe that one either. There is no financial incentive for them developing a cure for anything. Why? Because then that's their revenue stream. It's gone. They don't want to develop a cure for cancer. Are you crazy? The oncology business is booming. And it's only going to boom more with all the ways people are going to be turning up with cancer and all the ways they're trying to create it. So you go into the very system that's part of the, the, uh, the, of the way that it's actually perpetuated. And you think you're going to get a remedy there? I'm talking about for the most part. It's disease propagation. It's not health care. They make money by propagating and promoting disease and treating symptoms. We'll just, we'll give you this drug and that symptom will go away. Yeah, until it gets, whatever's causing the symptoms gets so bad and festers so bad. It's like sweeping something under the rug that it actually will turn into something much bigger. And then you'll either have to take more meds or take multiple meds because once you take one med, that has side effects. So you got to take more meds to counteract that side effect. That's also part of the revenue stream. They're all about making money. That's how it works. And then, whatever the underlying problem causing your symptoms festers and gets so bad, that now it is a surgical problem. Imagine that. Now they can go in there and really make the money. Heart disease is a great example of that. Most of the time, you're dealing with plaquing of the arteries. No, they wouldn't want to do oral chelation or, or, or intravenous. No, that's not covered in healthcare. No, that would fix the problem. Why do we want to do that? <laughs> we don't want to clean the arteries out. We want to let them get nice and plaqued up, and then we'll go in there and put stents in. Or we'll do angioplasty. Where we'll squish the fat against the side of the arteries and open it up temporarily until your next angioplasty, or until you have your massive coronary and either die or come in and now are really a, a candidate for open heart surgery. Or we'll put stints in. And we'll put stints in that are, um, oh, these new stints, I love them so much. Uh, one of my patients got them uh, a long time ago or a while back. And they're dependent on Plavix. Plavix-dependent stints. Plavix, one of the most toxic drugs you can possibly take. Blood thinner. And, in, and unless you take Plavix with these Plavix-dependent stints, it won't work. The, the, the stints, I don't know if they clog up or what, but they're actually dependent on the drug. So my normal remedies, like if I say, okay, you need to take natokinase, and you need to do oral chelation at bare minimum, because you can do oral chelation, it just doesn't work near as quick as intravenous. But the thing about oral is it's way cheaper. 
way cheaper. And yeah, it doesn't work as quick, but the IV chelation is expensive. 150 bucks a pop, 30, 40 treatments. Yeah, if you can afford that, but they won't cover on insurance, of course not, because it fixes the problem. They don't want anything that's going to truly fix the problem. They would have put band-aids. If you saw the way that, if, if you did what the, what, how they treat your body, if you did that to your car, what you would see is like this old jalopy junker car, which has been created through just putting band-aids and, okay, you, you gotta, your muffler's got a hole in it, just put some duct tape on it. And, and, you know, oh, you threw a rod in your engine, well, you got seven other cylinders that can work. You know, you don't need an oil change. That'll be like detoxing. You don't need a new oil filter. Just keep the the one and just just maybe we'll put a good cord in there every once in a while, or you know, just that's how they treat you. They would duct tape everything together and 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 just let everything run down to the maximum, most decrepit form you could be in until you had no choice but to actually act. That's how. If we treat, we would never think about treating our cars that way, but we do it to our bodies. If you're in the medical profession, that's how you're actually literally forced to treat your body. Because see, health to them, you know, it it doesn't matter what you put in your body. Most of the time, they're they're not taught anything about nutrition. Oh, these diseases have nothing to do with put. Oh, okay, you try putting 52 octane gas in your car, see what happens. But here we are, and we're eating and consuming all these things, these GMOs, all these chemicals, all these things that are killing us, the vaccinations, all the things that we're talking about here, and we haven't even got to many of them yet. And we wonder why, you know, our bodies are breaking down, the way everybody around us is getting cancer, and, and, and everybody's dying. And they're all, I mean, this is all being done by design and perpetuated. They are trying to kill us. And they're doing a wonderfully remarkable job. And that's why I'm doing this study, to expose it. Because it is so evil and so satanic. And, you know, it it just, it needs to be exposed. Going further, so we we saw that wonderful quote, quote from good old Bill Gates, who also needs our prayers. Him and, him and Melinda, his wonderful wife, and their wonderful uh, satanic agenda. I, I don't believe these people are, are most of them at that level. I don't believe personally they're redeemable. I believe they're generational Luciferians most of the time. They're bloodline Luciferians. They have totally sold out to Satan. I'm not saying God couldn't save them, but I believe for the most part there's a very, very low likelihood of that happening. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, there comes a point in time where you cross a line and your conscience is seared. And I don't know how to get it unseared. I don't see any biblical remedy for getting someone's conscience unseared if it's been there. Or being turned over to a reprobate mind, like it talks about in Romans 1, where it's talking about the gays and lesbians. I don't know how you get unturned over to reprobate mind. I'm not saying God can't do it. I'm saying it's rare. Very rare. And at that level, where they have totally sold out to Satan. But... Should we pray for Bill Gates and Melinda to prosper in their wickedness, to be blessed in their wickedness, so that they can implement their wicked... See, I'm trying to get you to understand, that's just not about Bill Gates, he's just one person. But I don't think there's a lot of prayer collectively going up from born-again Christians regarding these types of matters. They don't think that way. Again, see my teaching on imprecatory prayers. Just key in prayers in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. I believe that's what Satan would fear more than anything if there was a lot of prayer going up about these issues and for people's eyes to get opened and for the wicked not to prosper and for their agenda to be exposed and for people to get saved as a result of all of this. And it's not just about saving our own hides. It's about people getting saved, people getting their eyes open, people operating in truth. It's about righteousness. It's about justice. It's about true, good, righteous justice and judgment. That's what is near and dear to God's heart. And we've, we've proved that at the start of this study and you know, many other studies we've done. 
So, going further, he says, if you don't believe me, then look it up. Look at the Georgia Guidestones. They are the Ten Commandments for the New World Order. Their goal, first goal, is mass depopulation. Their first commandment of the Georgia Guidestones is to reduce world population to 500 million. Okay, which is, uh, you know, 95 to 90% reduction in world population in that era, range. Um... This is pure evil and indeed needs to be exposed. Why do they feel they need to kill as many people as they can? It's real simple. They bow down to Satan and do his bidding. John 10.10 says, The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. See, notice everything we're talking about today is how Satan, through these various factions of the farmer cartel and the government and whatever else, is trying to steal life from humanity. And degrade life and to dumb us down and to blind our eyes. But see, Jesus says, I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. That's what Jesus Christ's agenda is. That's why I'm trying to get people's eyes open to this. So that they can have more abundant life through the Lord Jesus Christ. The thief is Satan, and he comes to destroy us in any way he can. I'm not trying to push my beliefs on anyone, and it is your choice, but I am led by the Lord Jesus to share his truth, and I hope and pray your eyes can be opened to just how evil this world is, and I hope and pray you would turn to the one true God and believe in Jesus and his sacrifice and shed blood. I know it is not politically correct to talk about Jesus in the workplace these days, but I will not deny him, and I love you enough to share this truth with you. 2 Timothy 2.12 If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. And then he goes on to say, the one guy's name, he says, I know you are a man of the Bible, and I hope and pray you really are saved. But can't you see this is a spiritual battle? So this is one of the guys high up in the company who claims to be a Bible-believing Christian, and he's posing the question, can't you see this is a spiritual battle? Ephesians 6 and 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and the power of his might put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I do not say all of these things because I think I am so holy or that I am so good. I know that I am nothing but a filthy rag apart from the mercy and grace of God. Uh, I could have lied to you and had a doctor or a nurse sign something stating that I had a flu shot, as some people have suggested. But that would be wrong, and how can I confess to follow the Lord Jesus and be lying to you at the same time? I wanted to know why such and such said, uh, this. I think it was a lady he was in reference to here uh, in the company, I wanted to know why she said that a religious waiver against vaccines will not be accepted. In other words, there's no religious waiver now. It's either do it our way or hit the highway, is what they're saying. It is a state law, and it, and it has also been upheld by the Supreme Court that a religious waiver can be used. Like you would use it in a, um, like if you're trying to, um, if you're going into school in Florida, you know, for that. A blue religious waiver exemption vaccination form is what you had to fill out the Department of Health. I had one for Taylor. Um, that's what you did. Okay, now I'm not sure if that's the same waiver you'd use for, um, but I think it probably would be. Okay. Uh, also, the same lady said that she would not be getting the flu shot, and when I said everyone needs to go to the CDC website and look up the toxic ingredients, she agreed with me. See, if they all did this in mass, if they would all band together, you know, then I think that there would be so much pressure put on this company that they would have to, you know, do something. Were they going to fire everybody? Uh, anyway, if this is the policy of this company, I need it to apply. Um, Well, then he he also said to her, and when I said everyone needs to go to the CDC website and look up the toxic ingredients, she agreed with me. If this is, and it's the name of the company's policy, it it needs to apply to everyone in the company. Am I right? So, he says the man's name. I just want you to know I only want the best for this company and for you, and I pray for this company and the medical directors. I want to help people, 
and be a part of a company that helps people. One of those most impressive things I've seen is that every year before we have dinner in Tucson, we pray to the Lord Jesus. So I know I am working for a good company that gives thanks to God, which is, you know, that's more than any company I've ever been a part of. <laughs> what he just said. I mean, I'm saying that. And that's more than any company I've ever been a part of. But then he goes on to say, but we will, we must be willing to suffer and give um, thanks to God in all situations, even if it means we suffer. So if I stand up for Christ, means my job, or that I will have to suffer when I'm ready to accept that, I will give God the glory. Thanks for your time. So that was how the last email I received from him. I would suspect that the next email I receive will be saying that they let me go. And um, but he did the right thing, you know, no doubt. There is no other choice, as far as I'm concerned. It's so black and white, I mean, it's not even funny. So, remember, remember, where there seems to be no way, God can provide a way. You do the right thing, you know, and leave the consequences to God. I mean, he can provide a way. You just have to have the faith to believe that. I mean, if you if you do this and have no faith to believe God can, can't provide a way, well then, he's probably not. Because you have no faith to believe that. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. What I would recommend anyone doing in this particular case is going, you and whoever else in your family, as many as possible, feel convicted, is going straight into prayer and fasting about that specific issue. And that's, I know I'm not giving you the wrong advice saying that. I know I'm not. Prayer and fasting, get into the word of God, and see what the Lord can do. See what the Lord will do. So, uh, let's go ahead and end part two here, and we're going to go to part three next.